Welcome to Truth Time, where you'll get a shot of the truth with no chaser. And now your Truth Time host, Trey Searcy. Trey Searcy here with Truth Time Radio. Today we're going to be talking about the victory, the victory we have in the cross. Not the victory we seek, but the victory we already have. I'm at peace today because my faith rests in the, in the finished cross work of Christ. And for those of you who are on the fence, it's, it's my prayer that this truth would sink in and soon take root in you. The cross, you're either resting in it or working against it. You're either resting in the cross or working against it. You're either at peace and living, breathing, and daily walking in the accomplishments of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ at Calvary, or you're not. You're still depending on your own accomplishments. And listen, it shows. Others around you know they can tell. It's it's evident. It's evident when you're in the presence of someone who has come to an intelligent understanding of saving faith, resting in what Christ accomplished at Calvary and adding nothing to that. Your victory is not at the altar. You won't find it there. You want victory? Believe your Bible. Look to the Word. Victory is where God is. Scripture says God was in Christ on the cross, 2 Corinthians 5.19. You want overcoming victorious power, there it is. It's in Jesus Christ on the cross. Victory's not in the baptistry, you can't find it there. 1 Corinthians 1.17, Paul wrote, Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. There it is. There's victory. That's victorious power. You don't have to look far. It's in the gospel, the cross. Many overlook this verse, and you probably won't hear a whole lot of discussion on 1 Corinthians 1.17. But hey, listen, look at it. Here, Paul is turning you away from a physical and outwardly work of the flesh. He's turning you away from yourself and pointing you to the cross. This is to redirect you, to change your thinking and renew your mind. The epistles of Paul will establish you in sound doctrine, giving you an intelligent understanding of saving faith. The rest of the verse, look at it, the rest of the verse says, Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. You see that? Man's wisdom will tell you, Hey, there, there's more to it than that. There's more to salvation than the cross. Man's vanity and his wisdom of words add to the cross by saying, To be saved or stay saved, you must do this, uh, you must do that, you must stop this, you must start that, and on and on it goes where it stops nobody knows. You need to reject that. That's not the good news. That's religion. That's, that's the Tower of Babel. And many out there have their own little Tower of Babel. Their way of getting to God. That's religion. Christianity is not you getting to God. Christianity is God reaching down to you. 
and he did it by Jesus Christ at the cross of Calvary. God manifest in the flesh to come down, live a perfect, victorious, glorious life for you and I, go to the cross and die, and made the final payment for all our sins. You're either resting in it or working against it. And as stated in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he died for our sins and praise God he has risen. You resting your faith in this good news gospel is your only hope for saving your never dying soul. This gospel in 1 Corinthians 15 allowed God to no longer charge your sins to you. And if you will, Romans 4.24, believe on Christ, God will impute his righteousness unto you. And Ephesians 1.13, seal you, making you Colossians 2.10 complete, complete in Christ. Now that's good news. That's the power of the finished cross work of Christ. I've been searching for answers most all my life. And I'm starting to learn that the truth ain't easy to find. Sometimes the hardest part is letting go. That's a friend of ours, Summer Hollander, here on Truth Time Radio. Look here in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Here, Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Truth Time Radio is, is here to take an unapologetic stand for the cross of Christ. Salvation is not found in works of the flesh. And listen to this. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. 1 Corinthians 1.18 There is the power of God. The victorious power of God is in the preaching of the cross. The cross. You're either resting in it or you're working against it. Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. And look at verse 12. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. <laughs> there it is. They want to make a big show out of things, bring you down front, kneel at the altar, see you walk the aisle and do this and that. They want to hear you grab the microphone, stand before the crowd, cry while confessing your sins it's all a fair show where's the popcorn the power to save is not in works of the flesh nothing anyone can see it's not in circumcision not in baptism not in walking the aisle kneeling at an altar not in your sin confessing your tithing eating kosher food, keeping the Sabbath, observing the feast days, being born of Christian parents, going to church, turning over a new leaf. No, salvation has nothing to do with anything you can be seen doing in your flesh. So just fill in the blank. If you can see it, it has nothing to do with how you're saved. There are things someone might see you do after you're saved. That's, that's a part of your Christian service to God. 
but your service is not a part of you being saved or staying saved. As Paul tells us, works of the flesh were nailed to the cross of Christ. Colossians chapter 2 Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Colossians 2.14 That's good news. That's victorious power. It's this good news that allows me to say, I'm at peace today because my faith rests in the finished cross work of Christ. Listen to your apostle. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. Galatians 6.14 God help us to never glory in anything other than the finished cross work of Christ. The victory is not in our church attendance. The victory is in the cross. Do you meet somewhere with, with, with other like-minded individuals who place no value, no worth whatsoever in their flesh, but rather have totally committed their salvation to Christ? Do you? If so, be thankful. This is truly an outstanding blessing, but your weekly meeting plays no part whatsoever in where you'll spend eternity. No, that rests solely on the basis of your faith, your your resting faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and His work, His accomplishments, not yours, what He did on the cross, His work in finishing all the work necessary for a never-dying soul's salvation. And listen, Paul here, speaking of the accomplishments of, of Christ and His finished cross work, listen, Ephesians chapter 2 and and verse 16. And that he might reconcile both into God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. Stop searching elsewhere for peace. Here it is. Stop searching for power and victory. Here it is. Your flesh obedience won't save you. Let me repeat that. Your obedience in your flesh won't save you, has nothing to do with your salvation whatsoever, won't save you, won't keep you saved. Faith obedience in what Christ did for you is what saves. And um, and let me get this here. Here on Truth Time, we support what we say with Scripture. This is not opinion. This is not Mama said, Daddy said, Preacher said. No, Get this truth today and be liberated, set free, free from the bondage of performance for salvation, free from the bondage of performance to keep, to maintain your salvation. And thank God it has nothing to do with that or no one would be saved. We're saved by obeying the faith, faith, invisible, something you believe. Of course God wants to see that faith manifest itself on the outside. He wants to see you do good works. Of course he does. And one of the most important ones that people overlook is in 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman. There's a good work. (laughs) A workman. And you won't have to be ashamed because you'll be rightly dividing the word of truth. And if we back up just a few verses in verse 7, Paul says, Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. 
How do you consider what Paul says? By doing some work. 2 Timothy 2.15 By study and by rightly dividing the word of truth. Paul is our pattern and is speaking of the importance of faith obedience. All religion ever wants to talk about is flesh obedience. Why is this? Because just as we can load up the car and go to the theater and get a bucket of popcorn, some candy and a Coke, go sit down and watch a show, for many, church is just that. Church is there for the same purpose, a place they can go and see a show. That's what church has become for most today. The biblical churches are dwindling in numbers. Good luck trying to find a church that operated like uh, like the ones Paul founded. No, most often, church is no longer the place to go to be edified and to be built up in the faith by studying the scriptures. Those churches, for the most part, are long gone, and is why so many are meeting in homes these days. Church no longer has the classroom setting that it once did, where people are edified, built up, growing in grace where you'll find people there to learn and grow in the word. No, you'll be hard-pressed to find anyone being taught how to be a minister of reconciliation in most churches, being taught how to be a minister of reconciliation so they can go out and witness God's matchless grace. The church has become the movie theater where you can go and see a new feature every Sunday. Listen, getting your flesh under subjection would no doubt be a great thing, but Paul never, not once, speaks of any works of the flesh as being a prerequisite to salvation. What we have to do is to get out from in front of the mirror of self. If we'll do that, we can then take a good look at Christ. His flesh is what's important. Look here in the book of Philippians. We'll look in in chapter 2, in chapter 2, verse 8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Bingo! There it is. That's the obedience to the flesh that secured my salvation. Not my own obedience, but Christ. Christ and his obedience. And just flip the page and we read this. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. That's chapter 3, verse 18. The cross, you're either resting in it or working against it. Now, who are the enemies Paul is referring to? Those who are working against it. They want you to come before the congregation and make a fair show of your flesh. Your filthy fleshly works are not the avenue to victorious living. They're not the road to peace. Christ and his finished cross work is. You want power? You want victory? You want peace? I've got the information on how you can get it. I've got the good news. You can have it. Colossians chapter 1 verse 20. Listen to the book. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. Are you at peace? Are you at peace about your salvation? If after hearing a sermon, you find yourself asking, what would Jesus do? My friend, you did not hear the finished crosswork gospel. You'll never experience real peace until you finally come to the end of self. When self finally comes to a dead end, when self finally decides to submit, it's then 
then and only then when you'll find victory and peace. Look here at um, Romans chapter 16, verse 25. Paul writes, Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. Hey, when you get wrapped up in this preaching of Jesus Christ according to the mystery, when you decide to stop focusing on cross work and start to focus on the finished cross work, your whole world view will change. Well, let me speak for myself, because everyone's different, but I began to look at many things in a different light. I didn't see my wife the same way. I didn't see my children the same way. How I dealt with adversity changed. My entire life in general no longer looked the same. This is what rest in your faith and the finished cross work of Christ can do for you. First and foremost, it changes your eternal destiny, but it even changes our thinking while we're still here. power, my friend, you won't find it in outwardly things that you can do. Things that others can see you do. You will not find it there. You'll find it by resting your faith. Listen, resting. Think about that word. Having faith that is resting in the finished cross work of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. (laughs) Now there is where we can find real rest. That's true peace. The cross, you're either resting in it or working against it. My hope is you're resting in it. Because you've come to the liberating realization that the Christian life is not about who you are or who you're becoming, but about Christ and who he is and what he done. While I know you don't hear this sort of preaching very often, using plain words are not very enticing to most, but I'm not here to make friends anyway. I'm aware that many would rather tune in and hear how they can get money blessings and and physical blessings, how they can gain favor with God. But how old are you? When are you going to grow up? Isn't it time you put your big boy britches on and grow up? There is going to come a time... Now, you may not be ready yet. I don't know. But there's going to come a time when when you'll grow weary of all this do this and do that to get favor with God. It's just religious doo-doo, and it don't work. This is Truth Time, testing everything and equipping you to defend your faith. Stay tuned. Truth Time will be right back. I said it's truth is Say 
thank you to Mr. Trey Searcy at Truth Time Radio. Truly the, the number one best source of information on the radio today for uh, receiving God's unadulterated truth. And he's helped me uh, a great deal on several occasions to uh, dissect and understand those complex verses in the Bible that just seem to contradict itself. And, uh, you know, I can't thank you enough. Uh, keep giving us the truth, and I will keep on listening. And um, may God continue to bless your radio and ministry. And, and again, just thank you for providing us with the um, spiritual nourishment we all need. Hello, Trey from Richmond, Virginia. Um, I've been listening to your program for several months. A lot of the truths you explained I already knew, but I had no one to actually interpret it the way I understood it. You have opened my eyes and ears to Bible passages that I never would have figured out on my own because so much of the Old and New Covenant is being mixed today in sermons from the pulpit. Your program has been a blessing to me, and may the Godhead in heaven continue to give you spiritual truth and bless you greatly. Hey, Trey, I just wanted to thank you for your broadcast. It's been a lifeline to a reformed charismatic drowning in a sea of spiritual mumbo-jumbo. You're clear, you're concise, and you're entertaining. Thanks again. I'm James McCleary. Um... I was listening to your program, Truth Time Radio, and I'd like to have that book. I'd sure love to have that book. I hope you'll send me one. I'll be hoping I'll get that book. Thank you. Hello. Um, my name is Chanel. Um, I enjoy your show. I listen to the YouTube videos all the time. Recently, I listened to um, one of the publications. I can't remember which one which one it was, but it was just, it was wonderful anyway. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. This is Truth Time Radio. Today we're talking about the victory we have in the cross. Victory in the cross, not victory we can work to earn, but the victory we as believers already have. We're not waiting on it. We're resting in it. We're enjoying the grace life and resting our faith in the finished cross work of Christ. Be sure to go to the website, truthtimeradio.com, for your Bible questions, for your comments. You may call us toll-free. That line's available for you 24 hours a day. Truth Time Radio is simply here to educate, to, to share information, information that will expose those who Paul describes as being enemies of the cross. The cross. You're either resting in it or working against it. And for those who are teaching, you must do something to obtain salvation. You must do something to maintain salvation. Or they say you can lose it. Therefore, you must do a work to get it back. Well, the Word of God describes them as enemies of the cross. In Philippians chapter 3, we're told to rejoice in the Lord. But to beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no 
confidence. Now listen, Paul writes, having no confidence in the flesh. Those who have confidence in the flesh are enemies of the cross. Just how would you go about getting water baptized in your flesh? Water baptism and salvation have no correlation. As we mentioned earlier, Paul in 1 Corinthians 1.17, Christ sent me not, not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. This very simply means being water baptized and preaching the gospel don't go together anymore. This isn't hard. It's just finished crosswork 101 preaching. Churches today teach three baptisms. They teach baptism with water. They teach baptism with the Holy Ghost and say that it's evidenced by your speaking in tongues. And then they join me. They join us here at Truth Time and teach the baptism by one spirit. A supernatural, individual, invisible baptism which baptizes each member into the body of Christ at the moment they believe. Now, with that said, these churches that teach this when called to the carpet on this matter, they have a problem. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 4. This is plain and ever so clear for those who have ears to hear. Listen closely. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. Verse 5. One Lord, one faith, and don't miss it, one baptism. Don't miss this truth. According to Paul's revelation, the baptism with water program has been shut down. The baptism with the Holy Ghost has been shut down. And today, there is only one remaining baptism. And it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It is clear, simple English. And the only way to miss this truth is if you let your tradition override it. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 13. Listen, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Now that's clear. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. That goes right with Ephesians 4, 4 and 5. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Not two, not three, not a half dozen, but today, on this side of the cross, and according to the Romans 16.25, preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, there is only one baptism. Only one baptism, and not even one drop of water. No water is found in the baptism of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. 
Again, it says, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. Clearly, the preacher has now been replaced by the Spirit, and the water replaced by one body. The cross, you're either resting in it or you're working against it. Now, how would you go about to get your sins forgiven? Should you pick your flesh up off the pew, go down to the altar, confess your sins, asking God to forgive them? This is a work of the flesh. Protestants put a big separation between them and Catholics, but follow some of the same practices. The only difference is the altar versus the confessional booth. Both are works of the flesh. Going to the altar, going into a booth, going to the altar, going into the booth. No difference. Both go against the finished cross work of Christ. God help me to make this presentation very plain as we speak very candidly about the finished cross work of Christ. Not the cross work, the finished cross work. And there is a difference. Look with me, if you will. Now, this is Truth Time Radio, and we prefer you to study with us with an open Bible. Kind of a strange concept for many these days, but an open Bible as we look to the word and not to men's traditions. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5, Paul wrote, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Listen, the enticing words of man's wisdom will have you doing, 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 and then doing some more. Fleshly works to obtain favor with God. But the demonstration of the spirit and of power has nothing, has nothing to do with the flesh. The entire chapter here is speaking of things we can know. It's words. It's data. It's doctrine. It's Paul's gospel, which always points us to Christ and away from self. Oh, this is good news, outstanding news, when we just let the Bible speak, adding nothing to, subtracting nothing from. Let the Bible speak while we shut up a while. Let the Bible speak and get man's tradition, man's vanity, and his wisdom out of the way. Turn the page a couple of times here to chapter 6 and look at verse 14. Now, we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, we were, excuse me, we were in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Just flip over. Let's go to chapter 6. And let's look at verse 14. Paul wrote, And God hath both raised up the Lord, and will also raise up us by his own power. The power is in the cross, the finished cross work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
people are always searching for ways to have power, ways to gain victory. Well, if you want power and victory, here it is. There is nothing you can do in your flesh to get it. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 18. Paul writes, What is my reward then? Verily, that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. Do you see Paul recognizing the power he has, the power in his gospel, his gospel, the revelation of the mystery? The Romans 16.25, preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery. Friends, there is magnificent power in this gospel. The power is in the gospel. The gospel is loaded and ready to go. It just needs more people who know how to use it. It's so good to get away from all of the malarkey out there today, to get away from all of the confusion to get away from all of the religious doo-doo, the 12 steps, the 15 steps, the three steps to victory, uh, you know, all the numbers, games, and the gimmicks that are in the church today, and just get back to the cross. The gospel will give you victorious power. It'll give you that power you've been searching for your whole life. Second Corinthians, look here with me, please. An open Bible. Let's open the Bible and see what God has to say. Now, if you're in your car, I get letters and phone calls from many that uh, were listening in the car, and now they're at home or at the office looking for an archive of a particular program to go to. So I understand you, you you can't, please don't open your Bible, just drive carefully, but try to make some sort of mental note to yourself. And the first chance you get when you have time with an open Bible, go to the website and re-listen to the program. Now we're here in second Corinthians, uh, second Corinthians chapter four and verse seven, listen to the book. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Oh, there it is. Paul, again, as usual, pointing us away from self and to the cross. The power is not in us or of us, but in the gospel of Christ and his finished cross work. When we use the rightly divided word of truth correctly, the gospel of the finished cross work has the power to cut through and will not be preached in vain. Now look with me in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Look at verse 7. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. Now let's continue in the word here. Go to uh, 2 Corinthians Chapter 12 and verse 9. And uh, while we're going there, let me remind you that the Truth Time comment line is a 24-hour toll-free telephone line. And there you can leave your comments and Bible questions. We thank you for all the calls we're getting. And let me say, please be patient. I'm working trying to answer uh, all of your questions. Sometimes we fall short and get a little behind, but we always catch up. Okay, Second Corinthians chapter 12. Paul, speaking here in verse 9, tells us what the Lord said to him. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. 
Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. This is no longer being preached. The emergent, ecumenical, evangelical, uh, purpose-driven so-called theologians have decided that, hey, following 1 Corinthians 2.2 2, and preaching Christ and Him crucified, like Paul said, that's not enough. They say, you can't really expect us to 2 Corinthians 12.9 glory in our infirmities. That's not the power of Christ. The power of Christ is in your best life now. It's in getting the best parking space. The power of Christ is the best clothing, the coolest car, the fastest jet. The power of Christ is in perfect health. Trey, when Paul said his strength is made perfect in weakness, he was just joking. You didn't, didn't, didn't you know that? Uh-huh. Well, you're totally against the Bible. All the books and self-help programs combined is no match for this power we have. The victory we have is in Christ and his finished cross work. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he liveth by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God towards you. The message of the cross will cut to the quick. The cross has sharp edges. It's piercing and sticks mankind right smack dab in the middle of their pride. The apostle Paul was a Jew of all Jews from the tribe of Benjamin. When it came to religion, Paul was a superhero, a Pharisee, a religious superman, circumcised in the flesh, perfect as pertaining to the law, He had all the right credentials. He knew all the right people. But what did he do? (laughs) After the one and only real superhero revealed himself to Paul and revealed his finished cross work, what did Paul think of his former religious accomplishments then? Well, just read the Bible and believe it for a change. He counted them all, not some part or most, but he counted them all as dung. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8. Now this is radio, so we'll just leave it at that. Dung, a nice word for fly food. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what the message of the cross will do to you. It'll make you lay down your so-called power and get hold of this real power. The finished cross work of Christ is just as powerful today as it was almost 20 centuries ago. So powerful that it has the ability to break you down so that you can be built back up again. The old man, the old mindset has to go. It belongs in the dung heap. I thought it felt right, but that right was wrong. All caught up in the eye of the storm. And trying to figure out what it's like moving on. And I don't even know what kind of things I said. My mouth kept moving and my mind went dead. So picking up the pieces now, where to begin? The hardest part of ending is starting again. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker.
Galatians 4.16. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? You're listening to Truth Time Radio with Trey Searcy. The cross, you're either resting in it or you're working against it. This is the message that needs to be preached today. God was in Christ on the cross, reconciling the world unto himself, and praise God, it was there that he stopped imputing sins to mankind. Isn't this incredible news? Each time you sin, there is no longer a number sign that flips over to the next number. 100, 101, sin number 102. All those sins, 2 Corinthians 5.21, were placed on the person of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. People don't know this. Even those who have some knowledge about Jesus and Calvary's cross, they don't know this. They don't have full knowledge of what was actually accomplished there. Why not? Because most often, the letters of Paul are swept under the rug. Oh, they use a verse from Paul here and there when it furthers their agenda. But for the most part, Christendom is preaching the gospel of the kingdom and not Paul's Romans 1.16 gospel of Christ. It was he who received the revelation of the mystery, the full revelation of what actually took place at the cross and what that means to us today. And knowing this does not make people want to sin more. Knowing this and appreciating this produces thankfulness, a thankful heart. It gives us knowledge of the freedom that is found in Christ. It does not lead to freedom to sin. It leads to freedom to serve Him. Romans 6, 6, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. That's the power of the cross. It gives us victory over sin. That doesn't mean we don't sin. It means we don't serve sin. It does not rule us anymore. It no longer has dominion over us. Like Paul said, now, after, not before, but following the finished cross work, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. 1 Corinthians 6.12 Many today are trying to be victorious over this, victorious over that, and out of desperation are willing to try just about anything to do so. But listen, Paul knew full well where victory was found. 1 Corinthians Chapter 2, verse 2. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I once heard it said this way. The cross is not the ABCs of Christianity. It's the A to Z of Christianity. We all want to be accepted and approved. That's not the problem. The problem is when we attempt to be accepted in anything less than Jesus. What the word of truth rightly divided will open your eyes to is that all the approval you've ever desired, all the acceptance you've longed for, you already have. It's a result of the cross. 
It's already yours. You've just never learned to walk and live in it. The highest approval you'll ever have is found in the person of Jesus Christ. And you know what change in your thinking will do, don't you? It'll free you. It'll give you that peace and liberate you from the bondage of needing the acceptance of others. All the acceptance you've been longing for, you have in Christ. And it's in Him alone that you'll find rest. Because Christ defeated sin and death, you're validated. You can stop trying to generate your own righteousness. You can stop trying to generate your own worth. He's already secured it for you. You cannot establish your own righteousness, but what you can do is stop wrestling with it. Rest and realize that Christ established it for you. The gospel, the finished crosswork, is the only antidote for salvation. The good news is about his finished crosswork, and not about you finishing anything. What he did for us is so powerful that it frees us from stressing over every little thing. Society will tell men that the ones who acquire the most toys wins. They've convinced women that they need a perfect figure if they expect to get a perfect man as if there is such a thing. Well, I'm here with good news. Because Jesus won, we're free to lose. Because he succeeded, we're free to fail. This is the liberating gospel good news that is guaranteed to set you free from the bondage of society, the one-world order, Satan's worldwide religion that is so prevalent when you turn on your television. Jesus made a way for you to free yourself from the burden to achieve the unachievable from the burden to validate your existence. Because of Christ, you are free from the burden of trying to make everyone around you happy. You can't do it. Only a relationship with God through Christ can do that. You can work your flesh to the bone or your brain down to the stem, trying to figure out a way to make someone happy, but you'll never fill that void. That empty space can only be filled by the love of Jesus Christ. This victorious finished crosswork is outstanding news, and the reason God chose to hide it and not reveal it to anyone until he did so through Paul is this, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 8. Listen closely. Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. This is precisely why Paul calls it a secret, a mystery, because that's what it was. Truth Time listeners often hear me refer to Ephesians 3.8, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Why? Because that's what it was before Christ told Paul to write it down. The fullness of what actually took place and transpired at the cross, listen now, it wasn't made known before Christ made a special effort to, after his death and heavenly ascension, come back and appear to the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 9 and following. And this Romans 16.25 preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery is what's missing from the pulpit today. Having never fully understood what Christ truly accomplished, his finished crosswork, his victorious triumph at Calvary, not understanding this has led most to mix works with grace, to mix law and bondage with grace and freedom. And as a result, those sitting in their congregation have never heard an unadulterated, pure, unperverted message of the finished crosswork. And these pastors who don't understand it can't be expected to preach it. And the only thing they know to preach about is how to make the world a better place for people to go to hell from. I don't get me wrong, 
That's not necessarily their intention, but it's the result nonetheless. Today, very few messages have anything whatsoever to do with where someone will spend eternity. You can't preach what you don't know. And this confusion is nothing new. Just like in Paul's day, the cross is still a 1 Corinthians one twenty-three stumbling block unto the Jews and foolishness unto the Greeks. That's what he wrote. He said, we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. Which one are you? Is this truth time message causing you to stumble? Or does it sound foolish? The cross. You're either resting in it or working against it. Go to the website, truthtimeradio.com. Check it out. We're there to educate and help you the best we know how. We endeavor to, with an open Bible, rightly divide the word of truth and discuss such Bible issues with you. The toll-free number, 1-888-988-9562. Today, I'll leave you with a song about Jesus Christ and, and His finished cross work. As we give all glory to God for His accomplishments, not ours, thanking Him. Thank you, Lord, for settling our sin account, rising from the grave, and offering to us Your righteousness as a free gift. Remember, you only get two educations. The one you're given, and the one you give yourself. With hopes and dreams, Completely crumbled My life was built On sinking sand Bowed beneath The weight of sorrow Till I was touched By wounded hands The cross of suffering Where grace would answer sin's demand My account's completely settled The price was paid by
I just became familiar with Truth Time Radio about three weeks ago, and what a blessing it has been to me. Your radio broadcast and your God-given ability to make the gospel extremely plain is a marvelous blessing to the ear of the hearer. Thank you very much. Have a great day, and God bless. This has been Truth Time with Trey Searcy. Visit our website at truthtimeradio.com. Until next time, remember, when a man who is honestly mistaken hears the truth, he will either quit being mistaken or cease to be honest.